Uh, over the weekend, the Crusaders went to Hamilton to take on the Chiefs, looking to overturn the 31-10 loss that they had in the first round. They couldn't get it done. The Chiefs got the W, and a man who uh, won't stop grinning, I'm sure, is Ian Jones. He joins us now. How are you doing, Carmo? Yeah, good morning, Ricardo. Yeah, doing very, very well. Thanks, mate. And uh, my body's not as battered as some of those players on Saturday night would be, I'm sure. No, I'm sure, mate. It was a, it was a tough game. Uh, first time a team has done the double over the Crusaders in Super Rugby since 2017. Uh, this Chiefs side at the moment looking very, very good. Hard to see where they slip up. Yeah, but it also shows uh, over history what a wonderful side the Crusaders have been and will continue to be. Um, and that was a real ding-dong battle. But, yep, the Chiefs... Had, well, A, they had the crowd for a start. We often talk, don't we, Ricardo, about home advantage. It is a real thing, in my opinion. Um, and that crowd absolutely deserves the Player of the Day award. They got them across the line. But more so than that, the heart and resilience of, of the Chiefs, the depth, clearly, of the Chiefs. But um, it was a game, uh, it was a wonderful game in Super Rugby. You know, I'm very, very biased. But when rugby's played at that level, it really is the greatest game in the world. Hey, Carmo, where did you see the game won when you were watching it? Uh, yeah, good question, Kempi. I just like your mate moments, I think depth, uh, fitness levels uh, in some regards. You know, Crusaders uh, through some early injuries or injuries pre-game were forced to play some of their guys longer minutes than they probably uh, should do. So even those little, those little things like that, Kempi, had a huge, huge deal. Um so the energy of the bench coming off from the Chiefs probably got there in the end, um, which adds, adds a question about you know, fatigue and sport is a, is a real thing as well. So it wasn't much separating them, to be honest with you, buddy, but I think it was uh, the energy, uh, the bench, and some of those Crusaders players having to play bigger minutes than they normally would. Do you think that Damien McKenzie um, has the wood over Richie Moonga now that he's got both games under his belt? Um, mate, I'm, I've discussed that plenty of times. When Dane McKenzie can go to fullback, and that was, in my opinion, his biggest influence when Bryn Gatlin came on and Dane McKenzie were allowed to run a little bit wider. He had a bigger influence on the game than when he was at 10. You saw the way he started, and Carter and I and Wado and I and Chiefs Man have talked about this a lot. Um, at super rugby level, when the Chiefs were getting domination, go forward ball, really quick delivery, of football from Brad Weber, uh, Dane McKenzie was allowed to run laterally and do what he did, and brilliant. Um, fast forward, if he's in the All Black jersey, you think in the current state of play with the big packs around the world, Ireland, France, South Africa, would the All Blacks get that same domination, same speed of delivery, and would he be able to do that at 10? The answer was uh, confirmed for us in the first half when the Chiefs weren't getting that was under all sorts of pressure. Uh, we couldn't get any ball going forward, um, which is why when he goes to fullback, he, he has such a major impact. So I still don't think he's got the wood over uh, Richie Mawanga at 10 uh, at, at international level, but certainly at super rugby level, mate, and they're different things, Kempe. Don't, and it's interesting, we keep hearing the commentators telling us um, this is an all-black, this is test match level, um, when it's not, uh, it's not at all. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I still 
firmly in my my belief. Uh, he has such an amazing impact when he's when he's wider out and can find those mismatches like he did in the last twenty minutes of the game. There's something you touched on there, Carmo, is that you know you get credit in the bank for what you do in the black jersey, and that overrides whatever happens the next season in Super Rugby. But that said, it does feel like Damien McKenzie's probably ahead of Bowden Barrett now, doesn't it? Yeah, but same argument, mate. You know, I've had this discussion mm. plenty of times, and my humble opinion, I think Bowden Barrett has more influence on the on the impact of a football game when he's wider out as is Dame McKenzie, so uh, you're not going to get an argument there from me. I mean, t- in my opinion, <laughs> at the moment, Richie Mawanga is our, our all-back 10, um, and, and the Bowden Browns to Dame McKenzie in the world are, are, are so dangerous wider out. We saw, we confirmed again, um, the impact of bench players. I mean, Bowden Barrett has been the world's best bench player coming off. Um and just because they're not starting doesn't mean they're not going to have a huge impact on the outcome of the game. Um, so, you know, the Dame McKenzie's, the Bowden Barrett's coming on, wider out against towering defence can, can change the outcome of the game, like we saw it change the outcome of the game on Saturday night. Another couple of individuals, Carmo, that put their hands up, uh, Callum Grace, obviously, back in the uh, Crusaders jersey, and, and Sean Stevenson showed a couple of nice touches there. What do you think of their chances come the end of the year? Well, Sean Stevenson has to be contender, but it's not just this year. Once again, Kempe, this guy has been in great form for the last two to three years. He's building nicely, clearly starting to learn more about being a professional both on and off the field. His combination, if we look at combinations with Dave McKenzie going forward into whatever kind of jersey they, they play is, is pretty important. But he's a finisher, isn't he, Kempe? He's very good. Um, and all, all codes need finishers. Um, the ability to get across the, the try line and finish opportunities. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Sean Stevenson has to be contended in terms of Callum Grace. Well, we, we also need workers too, don't we? But, no, I honestly, honestly wouldn't discount Luke Jacobson. I mean, that guy defensively is just rock solid, does so much more work uh, in that Chiefs defensive line than, than people are actually, I think, commentating on or giving him credit for. Uh, allowing Sam Kane to kind of work really hard both sides of the ball. Um, so Luke Jacobson, been in the all-black jersey before, um, good work rate. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it, we talk about some of the calls going against the Crusaders with their TMO decisions. That rubbish call, um, uh, was it uh, our, 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 our winger tackling back, uh, a good you high up penalty kick into the corner penalty try yellow card. They got two tries from when Lake Jacobson in the bin. That could have been a game changer too on a really dodgy bloody referee call. Mm, yeah, it's interesting you say that because we actually already had a, t- a text through saying about hey Jaffa boys, plenty of win- whining about the Warriors refereeing, yet nothing about the disgraceful display verging on cheating in the Crusaders game. Come on, boys, open both mm. eyes and stop the Crusader hating. But Carmo, you, you, I mean, I, I thought the referee went all, went all right in that game. It certainly didn't all go one way. No, it certainly didn't go all one way. I mean. <laughs> A lot of people talking about the Scott Barrett disallowed try. Where in, in, in rugby, the rugby league, have you ever seen a player shoulders, you know, parallel with the, the try line, running forward at speed, 
touches the ball and it doesn't go forward. The ball has to go forward. Um, it just, you know, it was, it was a, in my opinion, it was a right call to bring back that for a knock-on. Um, but boy, I thought the referee did well because if the game's under pressure. There's always going to be swings and roundabouts. It was a wonderful game of football. Both teams had the opportunity to win it at the end with home advantage and an amazing crowd uh, at, at Rugby Park there in Hamilton. Uh, the home side got across the line. Uh, Carmo, let's talk then about um, the locks because uh, that, that is uh, your particular area of expertise. Brody Retallick, Tupu Vai'i, uh, Scott Barrett, Sam Whitelock were our starting locks in this game. Are those the four locks that the All Blacks will take to the World Cup? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah I'd have to think so, wouldn't you? I mean, three of them definitely are there. But, I mean, that combination of Whitelock and Retallick has served us so well. We know the impact of Scott Barrett can do. And look at his work rate once more in the weekend. A phenomenal athlete. And boy, it's so lucky to have him there. And Tupavai, he is doing so much tight. He's playing tighter, in my opinion, this year. You know, he was kind of moved around a little bit, wasn't he, between that kind of lock and six position. And when you move around between lock and six, sometimes it shifts with your mentality. Uh, but I think he's playing really tight. The work he's doing at the breakdown, trying to keep up with Brody to kind of contest those rucks have been a great combination. So, yeah, I mean, if those four are fit and available and going to France at the end of the year, I think we're in pretty good stock. Come on, do you think they can get it, you know, um, any better? The Chiefs, I know they've got a few more players still to come back, but looking at their depth and the, and the, the shape of the side coming finals time, do you think there's, there's another level in them? Absolutely do, Kempi, and they'll know them, that themselves sort of some of the individual errors that we made in the weekend that once more put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I think they'll work really hard and will need to work really hard. So much better in the second half, Kempi, about the exits. I mean, you remember back to that Blues game where they were, in my opinion, the better side, but just could not exit their half, therefore put themselves under so much uh, pressure. Same thing. Is 40 minutes of this game. Yeah, so I think they, they can do a lot better from uh, kick receipts. So when they're receiving the kickoff and kind of the exit strategy there, I mean, the impact of Anton Leonard Brown and Nankable is going to be a game change with the greatest respect to the two uh, centres they have at the moment. So that's going to be a, a game changer. And, and yeah, maybe that combination of bringing um, Gatlin on a little bit earlier, putting McKenzie to, to fullback or wing or wherever he can be playing in the backfield uh, will really test some of the defences. But, yeah, they, they will be able to improve, mate. But what they've done at the moment, Kempe, is put themselves in a position to have home advantage in the playoffs. Uh, and we know in all codes, in all sports, that is a huge advantage. Now, Carmo, looking for the rest of the season, uh, the probably the biggest or most difficult game the Chiefs have got in regular season to come is the Brumby, Brumbies in Canberra. We saw the Brumbies in Wellington on Friday night against the Canes. To be honest, I thought they were a little bit disappointing, um, the Brumbies. What did you make of that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that game in terms of the overall standings and you know, the buffer that they have, they don't have a major impact in terms of where... The playoffs are going to be played. It has a huge impact in terms of confidence and, and the ability for the Chiefs to really target that game. So I was going to kind of happy to lose a game. Uh, 
which you don't want to lose home games, but target that Brumbies away because they may be the team potentially that you face. Um, at the end. But playing New Zealand side that I um, Ricardo, congratulations um, to two players actually, Julian Savia, 150 games, Sam White, 350, uh, shows the passion that they have for our sport. Um, longevity will lead to that legacy, and, and both players will no doubt go down as, as two of our greats. Yeah, yeah, 100% calm. All right, good stuff, mate. Thanks for coming on today, mate. Go well. I uh, hope you're recovering well from the uh, the old I am hope you drop challenge. How's the body feeling? Uh, it's tired, mate, but um, not, nothing like a good cheese win to uh, raise the energy levels, Ricardo. So um, you know what I'm like watching the Chiefs play, mate. I was, my stomach was a bit uh, <laughs> during the game. There was opportunities there that we, we took, which is wonderful opportunities that we gave Mercedes, that kind of put my stomach in knots. The heart rate was through the roof, but in the end, uh, it was a pretty satisfying fist pump uh, when the boys got up. And boy, wasn't that a special try at the end or the second one when Mackenzie and, and Stevenson combined down that left-hand flank. Shit, I wish I was there. Fantastic, mate. Good stuff. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you did a, uh, did a bit of carb loading, a couple of Waikato drafts just to wash that victory down, mate. <laughs> Go well, Carmo. Have a great okay, day. boys. Have a great day, and thanks very much. Cheers. Uh, Ian Jones here with us, of course. We do have Super Rugby shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights right here on SENZ. You can catch In the Red tonight with Justin Marshall uh, from 7 o'clock, and then uh, we also have uh, the Pacific <laughs> Flair show on uh, Moana Pacific with uh, Peter Alatini from 7.30. And then if you're a Chiefs fan, or well, you want to be tuning in uh, tomorrow night for that one with Carmo to go and every morning well. on breakfast, you get the Crusader show with Izzy and uh, Louie. <laughs> <when they're here. laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is SENZ uh, Breakfast with Ricardo and Kemby. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.